Hey, everyone. Um, one of the things that um, has been of interest to me in this whole process is, first of all, taking all the, you know, woo-woo out of any kind of plant medicines, um, um, taking out all the, um, the kind of, you know, eat, pray, love, BS, like, you know, rom-com kind of spiritual journey fantasy shit out of all of this stuff. And to try to simplify um, what actually is, get what happens and what's going on. And I only have an understanding because I've sat for like the last, well, I sat in meditation for 13 and a half years and have sat daily uh, with the ayahuasca, having drunk it twice in five ceremonies each in Peru and having, once it's in your system, continued to um, uh, connect with it and thereby um, get sort of a very deep cleansing, a daily de cleanse. Um, there is part which you can say is woo-woo ayahuasca because it's just you don't understand it. So it doesn't mean that it, just because it doesn't it's, you know, fit inside the lexicon of you know, an accountant on 34th Street and 5th, <laughs> It doesn't mean it doesn't exist in the same way. Just because we don't understand other planets doesn't mean that the planets aren't doing their own thing, you know? Um, oh, we can't be, oh, we have to know it or else it's woo-woo. That's just ridiculous. Um, there's a sh ton of shit that we don't know. In fact, I would surmise and say that we hardly know anything. Um, and we certainly don't understand consciousness or how it works or where it comes from or any of how this magic is really working. So one of the things is to, so let's just dispel this whole woo-woo thing and go have the experience and you'll see what, what that woo-woo really means and the power of um, consciousness and these plants and all sorts of um, extraneous things that is not part of our lexicon that is extraordinarily powerful and healing. If you're willing to respect, surrender, and um, uh, commit to something that doesn't live inside, you know, your five blocks from 86 down to, you know, 80th, right? 81st. So let's be curious and, you know, like science, which is a continual funeral, let's keep exploring and, and keep growing and um, healing, which is, Ultimately, if you've had trauma, what we're all interested in doing. So that's one of the things that comes to mind is, you know, dispel your limitations and take a leap. Um, fear. Fear is a big one. Um, of course, it's terrifying to go into the unknown. It's terrifying to move into this, a psyche that you have no access to. Um, yeah, this is not like, you know, another ape sitting across from you with a clipboard. You know, these are... The ayahuasca is an enormously powerful um, plant. Uh, it is the mother of the plants in the jungle, as far as um, healing is concerned, and psychological healing. And, and there are many, many plants that are used by the Shipibo for all sorts of different things. They understand the jungle like a pharmacy, right? So uh, enormous respect for all of their training, which is... Uh, very powerful. It's equal, if not, you know, longer than the training here for any doctor. It's just done in a different modality, right? Um, and basically, you know, 
medicine comes from plants, so you know, let's all get with the program here, right? Um, so fear, yes, it's terrifying. You know, I was absolutely terrified. The thought of, first of all, not knowing if I was going to die, right? It's like, oh my God, there's all these stories on YouTube. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. It's normal. It's normal to be terrified. It's normal, you know, when you're doing something new to be shit scared. I certainly was. It's also a form of respect for the plant, its power. Um, and also there's a terror of, oh, if I go in, I'm never going to come out. What if I get caught in this sort of dark realm? And, you know, okay, so what you're, what you're going to experience is what lives within you. It's not extraneous to you. It might be a bigger field than you know about. In fact, a much vaster field or a much vaster connection to stuff that you don't understand. But it's not anything that um, doesn't belong to you. Unless, of course, you're doing kind of black magic and, you know, that's a whole different spectrum. But if you're going in to heal a trauma, um, um, of course, it's normal to have fear. You have trauma because there was a terror originally. Um, it's issuing from an existing thing that happened. You might have access to it. You might not. Um, so... Yes, fear is normal, terror is normal, and, and that's okay. But um, understand that whatever you're going to experience is um, it's already living within your energetic field. It's not separate to, right? It's not, oh, I'm going to go into realms of demons that you know, belong to Harry on, you know, on 86 and you know, second. <laughs> no, you're going to experience uh, what you need to experience what's connected to your trauma that already lives within you. Um, so, yeah. And to which you don't have access, uh, or again, really a full understanding. Energy. You're going to arrive to this energetic, uh, you know, energetically. You're going to be... Mo the ayahuasca, and I'm, there are other plant medicines too, but I'm just going to refer to ayahuasca. Uh, you are awake when this is happening. In other words, you're conscious ayahuasca just switches off your ego so it's like you know the ego is all oh, the um uh i would say i'm calling the sentry at, around the castle they're the protecting the castle so she kind of i say she drugs them she doesn't drug them in other words they, she disables your ego because your ego ego is constantly on the defense right it's like it's it's both trying to stop incoming but it's also um protecting uh the shadow and so the ayahuasca basically, I, I, I mean, it's not true, but I just say it like she just drugs them up and then she comes in and she locates and, you know, you'll get to see where the trauma exists. Um, schedule, I don't know. Perhaps you can be healed in a few ceremonies. Perhaps it takes forever. I have no idea. It's unique to every individual. Depends how deep the trauma is. For me, it's been going on for five years, if not more. Um, and I do daily cleanses, um, but then I had a very, uh, very powerful, dark psychic attack. It was a very evil, there was a lot of blacking out, there was a lot of refusing, there was a lot of terror. So mine has been, um, yeah, it's been a, a, a very long dig. Um, you won't know how long it takes, you don't know what's in there, how would you know? And then what's in there, um, you know, how deep is a wound? 
um, how in denial are you, um, how bonded are you to it. Um, and a lot of this is not going to come up like an intellectual argument. It's just um, going to come up as um, a feelings, um, visions, uh, 3D holograms, a physical, you know, uh, literal expulsion. I mean, I literally have a physical entity inside of me that, um, you know, has been surfaced. That is the acceptance of this evil what that was done to me. So I don't know what sits within you, what is in your energetic field. Imagine your energetic field like um, um, a city, really, and you just live in, you know, in one apartment. If there's trauma, very deep trauma, you know, you live in sort of like 5C, uh, you know, 365 East 82nd, right? You're in one apartment. When you do the ayahuasca, she literally takes you on a tour of the whole, you know, your whole energetic field and how the trauma is connected to you, to your past, to people in your past. Um, you know, I got basically sort of FBI, like, I got 3D virtual tours of the homes that I lived in, the people that were in that those homes, what they did, how I was affected by them, who they really were. I mean, I had no information about any, I had no, and you can't, you can't see a person from the outside. You know, everybody has a lot of buried agendas and motivations and stuff that I could never have, no way, like, you know, yeah. A shrink in Union Square is going to tell me about, you know, the motivations of my father. Impossible, right? Just not going to happen. Um, and the medicine, you know, basically takes you on a tour of your uh, energetic landscape. And this energetic landscape is ether. You can't, it's, uh, you have all the information of your past is, and I, I think also your future is embedded inside your energetic field. Now, I don't know anything beyond that. There are a lot of people that have done ayahuasca and have gone into like really, you know, very into other realms that, you know, have given them information about other life forms and, you know, aliens. I mean, again, just don't restrict or limit your um, yourself in this, really. I'm not, I'm just interested in healing. So that's basically why I went, why I was kind of almost um, guided into going. Uh, you don't have to do ayahuasca. You don't have to do anything in life, right? Um, it, it took me a long time to get there, and it took, you know, a huge energetic breakthrough meditation to get there. Um, so when it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's all good. Um, but just be open to the universe. That's one of the things about trauma is it builds a lot of barricades and a shelter and you're in the trenches and you're at war. So it's a, you, you're living a very small existence. It's very, because you know, you're being threatened by death if you were threatened, you know, if you were traumatized early on. So, you know, it'll happen when it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, whatever. Um, don't push it, don't force it, you know, It'll only be worse if you get down there or you don't really want to be there or if you're... And don't think about it as a drug. It is not a drug. And when you meet this incredible, powerful spirit, I call it spirit, she, 
and uh, you don't respect her, oh my God, you do not want to be on the, on the bad side of the universe. Just, just saying. Um, so whatever the plant is doing, uh, it's doing for your own benefit. It's for you. It's not to hurt you. Again, unless you're doing kind of the, you know, the witchcraft version of it. Um, it's only there to help you. And that might involve stuff that you've never encountered. Animals, allies, you might be transforming into animals. I mean, I was on a horse in my living room. You know, there's stuff that's going to get kind of wacky and, you know, just, you know, it's not, it's not in a job description. It's not on a resume and it's not necessarily um, uh, part of your lexicon, right? It's okay. It's like if you learn a new language, you learn a new way of being. And that's the same thing. Um, don't panic. Um, and, I th oh, and I do believe if she's, and again, it's only a she to me, um, if there's something coming up, she's only giving it to you because you can handle it. She wouldn't give you something you can't handle. Um, or there's a lesson in it or something. It's, it's a benevolent, beautiful, powerful, insane, magical, thing, plant. I don't know it's a plant's consciousness. Um, so you trust. It's a trust. You know, if you're trembling, be tremble. I mean, I tremble. I was terrified. If you're terrified of death, be terrified of death. You know, go in, even though you're terrified, because, you know, um, the trauma is uh, the captor and is a prisoner. So you're already terrified. So, you know, be more terrified. Um, and there are wonderful places to do it, like Temple of the Way of Light. I did it there, Niwe Rao. You know, these are Shipibo. They've been uh, working with this medicine for a zillion years. They understand how it works. They're the doctors. That, you know, they, they, the plants work through them. Um, you know, what you're seeing in ceremony is not, you know, again, somebody with a little outfit chanting and telling you there's a man in your life. It's the plants uh, that are coming through you. It's not the shipibo. The shipibo is singing. The plants uh, use the shipibo. Uh, they work with the shipibo, and they sing to you. And the, the shipibo are singing what the plants want them to sing to address the issue that is within you. I know that's weird. It's not like, you know, I go in, I get an injection. But it's just a different, different modality of working with healing. It's not, you know... I'm sure if you said an injection to, you know, some early um, Zimbabwean tribesman, he'd be like, what the fuck? You know, injections, that's stupid. You know, we do rituals around a fire and we, you know, we, we sacrifice guinea pigs. I don't know. Um, so be open. The most important thing in this is to be open. And you can justify openness by just saying, you know, the world is in a constant state of change and... We don't know anything, really. And just just watch our planet to just see how powerful the universe really is and how it's just insane. The creativity and the vast expanse and mystery of it is just uh, incredible. You know, what, who, what other ape do you know that's producing black holes, you know, starfish on the bottom of the ocean, you know, forests and, you know, ice? I mean, right? This thing is 
magnanimous, huge, apocalyptic in its scale. Yeah, dinosaurs, I mean, for crying out loud, right? So whatever's going on here, I don't, again, I don't know anything about it. I've just had a small taste of uh, its healing medicine. Um, so here, and again, because I want to simplify as best I can without coming across as um, too simplistic, too practical, because it, 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 it's, it's only the dilution of information having gone through hell. And if I were to say it simply, it would be this for me, okay, so my trauma, and imagine whatever it is, I had no access to my trauma, right, and you may or may not have access to that trauma, but you have all the signs of trauma, you have addiction, you have anxiety, you have depression, you have a lot of stuff that is coming up and you don't really understand why, right, that, that's the thing is why, you know, I didn't necessarily have depression I had anxiety, but I also had like, I knew something was wrong. I came out of a horrible marriage, and I was like, how did all of this happen? So for me it was, there's something wrong, and I don't know what it is. I knew it was big, I knew it had to do with my father, but I didn't know what it was, because I had sort of rebuilt this, I'll rebranded, and I created this person that included them that made them into sort of, you know, caring, loving people. So I didn't, with my kind of story and, and the, the way I had recreated them and my connection with them, I had no access to the darkness that actually had happened, right? So I was very far away from the truth, but I knew there was something wrong. And I, you know, survived a horrific divorce, which was basically, I might as well have been in, you know, fucking war zone in Africa for what it was horrific so I needed to understand why I'd married this person why I had you know made such a terrible decision blah 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 and you know who was who was running me basically like why did I do it right I had no idea so that was the impetus for my eventual kind of meeting with the ayahuasca it started off with meditation and ended up my ayahuasca um, so that was my journey. Um, and if you do suffer from, you know, any type of, I mean, also, I also had panic attacks. I didn't understand what that was about. Um, but if you do, you know, if you're ready to explore deeper. I mean, I went to therapy. I was on medication many years ago, 30 years ago, for a little bit, not long. Um, but for me, it's like, I need to understand. I don't want to take a pill. And I don't want to, um, you know, just skim the surface. I mean, therapy wasn't very useful for me because, and I don't blame the therapist. It's just like I was built like a, you know, a nuclear submarine. Um, if you have severe trauma, um, you have enormous amounts of PR people within your system and all sorts of, you know, very clever tactics by the ego that is impenetrable. In my, it was impenetrable. It was impenetrable to me. So how the fuck is another human being going to get in? I don't care how many years you've studied, how many degrees you have, how many meetings you go to. At the end of the day, if you don't want to see it, you won't. I felt always like a court jester anyway in these things. I was educated. I could make a few jokes. You know, they weren't getting very far, right? So 
my ego was, you know, well versed in refusing that, you know, whatever was coming in and then protecting the predator. And remember, these relationships you make with these parents are your parents. And as we all know, um, you know, children are not going to betray their parents, right? You, people treat their kids with, them with horrific, do horrific things to them. And the kids just don't want to go because they're, they're cooked in that same cauldron, right? So remember, if it happened early on, if you're a child, you have built really powerful bonds to these people, even though they hurt you. And I, how I see it, having sort of been going through this uh, almost every day, is that these are energetic bonds. It's almost like gravi gravity, right? They're not thinking bonds, although thinking is involved. They're gravitational. They're literally, if there's terror, if there's fear, that is a force, like electromagnetic force, like a magnet. And that fear is directly connected to that person, to that predator. And they own you because of that. It's, it's a very powerful, I see these as forces and energies that then become kind of entities. Again, weird, but bear with me. Um, so this is how I see sort of the way, again, I want to simplify it. It kind of happened for me. So... And, and, and then also consider your own trauma. So think about it. You're a child. Here's an adult. You have to live. They, they're, you know, you have, you're powerless, you're vulnerable, you're sensitive, you're whatever. Here's an adult. And also you're barely, you're barely conscious. And there's the opportunity for an adult to hurt you. And you don't know, you have no kind of evolved consciousness. You're a little tiny you know, fluff of divinity. So I was literally um, caught up, tricked, lied to, used, abused. I was sent out to be sexually abused and abused by him. And I was literally cooked in his evil or his darkness. But I was tricked and used and conned. Right? So I was made to feel that this was all normal, okay. It was an act of caring. Um, I was saving the family. Um, so I blacked it out. And so he had me. So it's like, it's almost like you're a little tiny fluff of divinity and this big ball of darkness, you know, hovers around you and then sort of picks you up into its... Um, almost like with a spell, right? But it picks you up into its whole mechanism of darkness. I was literally stolen. And that's what trauma is like. You can just, you get, it's like here you are, you're just a divine little piece of fluff, and then someone comes, you know, issuing their, you know, out of every pore of their body, all their shit, their unresolved, unprocessed trauma that then has gotten very dark. Um, and in this case, you know, cunning and seedy and vile, and so you're like, it's like, you know, I think of it like, you know, those great nature programs, right, where the antelope, the hyenas are around the antelopes and they're looking for the weakest link in the antelope, the weakest one. 
and they all pounce on the weakest, you know, deer. And they basically, you know, bring them down and then eventually eat them. And it's the same thing. You're a child, you're vulnerable, you're powerless. If it's, if it's a, a person with unprocessed trauma and who's, again, by the time you arrive, they have practiced the momentum of their unprocessed trauma is now very powerful. Let's just say they're 25, they're 30, whatever, and they've gotten away with playing their energetic shit show. You know, by the time you show up, you're just a little munchkin. Um, you're going to be easily tricked, used, pulled into their agenda, right? And you're going to you're going to protect them because they're your parent, and you're going to um, accommodate, justify whatever it is they're doing. Now. Perhaps you don't, perhaps you rebel, perhaps you do whatever, but you're still stuck there. You don't have a lot of options as a child to either leave, right, to what are you going to do with this? They're hurting you, they're hitting you, whatever they're doing, where are you going to put that? Um, I blacked out. So I blacked out for the bad bits and was present for the other stuff, right? So how do you make someone okay, well, you edit them up, right? You edit them out. You say, I'm not going to see the bad bits they're doing. And if there are bad bits, I'm blacking out, but and I'm coming back for the good bits, which are very, you know, vaguely available. And, I'm gonna, and then when I see those bits, which aren't even that good, I'm going to try and um, reinvent him, right? And, and brand, rebrand them. So, so here you are, you're a fluff. Here's a dark energy, or human beings are just energy. I imagine it, it's like, you know, the sheep in wolf's clothing, a wolf in sheep's clothing. He shows up as a parent, but really he's just a dark, dark person energy. Um, and he's tricked my mother. He's now going to trick me. And he uses me uh, for his own ends. And I black out the horror of what happened and then because I have no choice I'm imprisoned with this person come on I'm you're three or four you're five um, you're gonna make that piece of evil work and the minute you make that decision that you're wrong and they're right which you're gonna do because you have to submit right you can't hide from the beating you can't you know they're gonna get you every time um, well, in order for them not to beat you, you're going to figure out what they need so they don't beat you as much, right? So you make them right and you wrong. You've blacked out what happened to you. You're, you're kind of surfacing for the bits that, you know, you can find some redemption in. You're going to, you know, um, glorify the bits, you know, and, and deify somebody. But you've got to make them into something that is not going to kill you, right? So that's how I did it. I edited it. I re, you know, rebranded. And that was just a child. That's the only thing I could do. I couldn't leave, right? I couldn't get up and go. I had to eat. I had to have parents. I had to have shelter, even though it was the most unsafe place on earth, you know? Um, I had to make it okay. Um... And so you're stuck. 
So now you've been picked up by this dark energy, you know, um, it seeps into your system. So here's another thing which is interesting. Um, if you're, you know, it's like being in a disease, right? If, if you're around a virus a lot, you're going to get the virus. It eats through you. If you're breathing that shit all day, every day, it literally, you're built out of it. It's in your system, that energy. You've built a whole system to acknowledge it, to protect it, to believe it, black out the bits that don't work, um, to validate it. And so you're full in to the whole shit show. You've become a disciple of the dark. I call it that, an apostle of the dark. So, but the, by doing so, you have refused yourself. So here's a deal in parenting. A good parent is less like the sun, the wind. You know, it's a, this is a beautiful, it's a piece of divinity, a child. You're going to love it. You're going to, you know, allow it to grow. And the way it's growing, everybody's unique. You're going to make it safe. You're going to feed it. You're going to love it. All right? And it's going to grow into whatever it's going to grow. It has a script and, you know, then it dies, whatever. But the liberation is you feeding it itself. So a parent is a mirror. My child looks at me and it sees itself, right? The, the parent is loving the child for what it is not because I want to make you into me but because this is insane this is a beautiful piece of divinity you know I'm going to water it whichever way the plants go right if the leaves are going to the left I plant I water it to the left so that's you know a normal not that crazy you know anything and, and I accept it's a daffodil I don't want it to be a palm tree it's a daffodil it's not a coconut it's not a deer you know it's it's this beautiful child right it's a unique piece of divinity, right? In that, and that means, you know, it's going to grow, etc. If you have been traumatized, the minute that trauma happens, and the minute you agree, and also you're going to make, a, this is another thing I didn't understand. A child makes a contract with the parent. You make these bonds, these contracts, when you're very little that you don't understand, but you are making a contract with them. And that contract was brought to me, home to me in a massive exorcism in Peru when it was broken. And the child and this man was separated. Um, so mother, father, whatever, if they're hurting you, if they're screaming at you, judging you, refusing, whatever, you're making a contract with them to agree to what they do to you. It's a contract. And you're in, agree you're in agreement. Again, by agreeing with them, you cancel out the possibility of actually being allowed to grow into who the truth of who you are. Now, these are all blockages in your system. You know, a daffodil has to grow into a daffodil. It doesn't show up as a bulb as a daffodil. And then, you know, uh, it tries to fit into the, you know, the outline of a rose bush. It's a fucking daffodil. But that's the blockage. Now they're asking you, you know, to grow into the outlines of their trauma, of their shit that has, you know, gained so much momentum and has been perverted and converted and whatever, right? So now you've been blocked. Your energy force is, is blocked.
Not the whole thing, but it's blocked. It's, and the other part of this is fear. The bond that you make is fueled by fear. So here's the story, right? Here's the thing. You've just arrived. You're ready to blossom. Here's a huge dark energy. It's got all its perversions. It's shit. Makes a contract with you. It pulls you into its sphere of energetic shit. You're cooked in that energetic shit. You believe, you know, you, you create the person they want so you won't die. So now you're deep in their shit. And then in order to, you, so one of the things you've done is you've given up the all the potential that you had because there's no one there giving a shit about you. Your potential has been buried, right? I see it as drowning, as being put at the bottom. Your potential is buried. You're just dealing with all their unprocessed trauma. You're literally in a washing machine, in a spin-dry cycle that just doesn't stop. And all of you is built in relation to their shit to their darkness, to their trauma, to their lack of love. All of you is built as an outcome of the vile soup in which you've been thrown, right? But you have managed, you've had to justify that, you've had to agree to that, you've had to validate that because when it happened, you were tiny and it was either life or death. Right? So what pops out, so you're now living inside this energetic, terrifying, um, rebranded uh, place, a kind of cauldron, where you have built a self that is an armor that has lived in, has built itself in relation to all of that unprocessed trauma. And you, your soul, that was supposed to be loved and cared for and blossomed has buggered off disappeared buried I was drowned I was like just drowned and I call it the disciple of evil because I chose them over me right you choose their all their process unprocessed trauma over your potential because you have no choice right so there you are you've been picked up in this kind of energetic ball of shit and you're in there and I had blackout, et cetera, et cetera. So I had tons of blockages. <coughs> I had no access to what happened because I blacked it out. And I'm supposedly living a normal life. I go do what I'm supposed you know, do whatever, get married, blah, blah. So everything looks normal, but nothing is normal. And the thing about this stuff is it happens early on. So it's like ether, right? It just gets thrown into the shadow, into the dark. You have no access to it. I have no access to it. But now you're inside this sort of energetic ball, let's imagine, of moving shit in which, in my case, I was, there was a pedophile. I was sold out. I was blacked out. Um, I rebranded. I tried to accommodate them. I'm basically, you know, the devil's bitch right now. I had no idea, right? And I built this person that is completely castrated, paralyzed, having panic attacks, but apparently looks, you know, looks the part, speaks the part, but I'm completely powerless. I'm owned by that darkness, which I can't see as dark because it's apparent. So there's all this confusion, this refusal, this protection. All the while this is happening, your actual soul has buggered off. The minute that, that 
thing happens to you, whatever it is, they hit you, they, you know, scream at you, whatever. You know, my, my, my soul just went, I'm out of here. So, right, so now they've taken you, you're, you're kind of like, and you've agreed to it, and you're protecting them. And, you know, to deal with all the shit that's going on, because it's really difficult, you might go, you know, take a few drugs, disappear a bit, you know, do Netflix a lot, whatever, because you've got to ease all the shit that you've agreed to that's really against every cell in your body. So the tension is you have given yourself up for them. You forget about that because you, be, you then build this thing that they really want. You begin to believe that's who you are. But that's, your, that's actually what you built to deal with the horror of being powerless and vulnerable as a child. Right. And because you don't really recognize it consciously, but it's there, you have things like anxiety and depression and panic attacks and whatever. And so you go out to try to alleviate what you can't see or what happened. You drug up again, Netflix, whatever it is that you do, YouTube, I don't know. So now you're on this pattern. You're being held hostage by something that you agreed to because you had no choice. You, you validated that, them. They're your parents. You're caught in this sort of maelstrom of darkness that you have now justified, etc. So here, and now it's, it's energetically inside your system. I mean, it's literally like being cooked inside a cauldron. You're cooked in their energetic fields. You're threaded into their energy. They've threaded, they've wormed their way through your whole system. So it's almost gravitationally impossible to leave or to break this down. And even when you break it down to get out of it, because it's an energy, and also it's rife with guilt and blame, there's all sorts of glue that keeps you gravitationally, you know, at the mercy of this mess. So the great, the ayahuasca is a cleansing. It's cleansing the energies that keep you attached. It is very difficult to leave. Imagine being at the center of the nucleus of this massive energetic ball of energy, and it's dark. And you're saying, get me out. But you don't know that you're even in there. You don't know how powerfully you are attached to these people, how much they own you, the threat of death, you know, the, the blacking out. You've got to get through all of that, which is why it's been a very long process for me because it's layers and layers and layers of energy until I've recently gotten to the, I've seen the actual entity within me that is them, that is the cooking of their energy in my system that held me hostage, that would not let me go, right? That made me a disciple of that, ev that darkness. I had to unblack out, there's a term for that. She showed me what happened when I blacked out. She showed me the emotions, I had to feel everything that happened. My relationship to them, their history, who they were. I had no clue. I was just in 
the washing machine, right? I was just being, the thing was just going on energetically. It's literally like if there's a T-shirt that's in 10,000 in, you know, the, the, the washing machine of the universe, she had to pull out that yellow T-shirt that is you out of all the energetic threading. And that's a daily commitment to heal, right? So it's a ball of energy that you're in. It's connected with all sorts of stuff you cannot see and contracts they've made with you and emotions that you're feeling and emotions that you're repressing and above all, the huge terror. What is a terror to a child? Death. Death. If these, if I don't agree to this tribe, if I don't submit, I will die. They know that. They know what they're doing. I will die. I'm going to pretend this isn't happening. I'm going to agree. I'm going to make them, you know, I'm going to uh, make them into victims, which is what I did. Make me wrong and they and them right. And then I'll survive. And I will cancel myself out completely. Your soul just goes, I'm out of here. It was being trapped by evil. It's, it's almost like, um, you know, jostling at the gate to get in. All the horses are jostling to get in, right? The person that's at the gate knows what's going on, right? The person that traps you, that hurts you, they know what they're doing. And I think a lot of this stuff with children is, is just grotty, horrible people using them for their own ends. So um, there are dark forces everywhere. You know, it's been the story of life eternally, right? The light and the dark. So, okay, so I didn't know I was in this washing machine of darkness at all. I had made it holy and I'd made it coy and I'd made it, you know, sp I'd made them spiritual and I'd made them victims and what the fuck, whatever. So it took uh, like an explosion, right? Bad divorce, very, very bad divorce. That's like, what the fuck is going on? And then meditation, then ayahuasca. And I was deeply, 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 deeply buried. And being unearthed is being cleansed out of this energetic field. And there are many layers and it's literally, she's pulling you out. The ayahuasca is pulling you out of those connections by cleansing. It's like somebody, you know, just is throwing garbage. If some, imagine a person is like, they're just throwing garbage at you all the time, right? And you're being cooked in that garbage and you believe you're the garbage. It's their garbage. It's their revolting, unprocessed trauma that you're marinating in. It's their unprocessed trauma that you're forced to submit and to sculpt yourself in. You're carrying, you are um, a container for their poison. You can't see it, you're a child, blah, blah, right? So this is cleansing that poison. But remember that you have been built in response to them. You are connected to them energetically. 
So she's cleansing the energetic hold this person has on you. She's dissolving that person that you built energetically in response to them. She's pulling you out of the nucleus of this sort of moving hurricane of shit that you're stuck in, or as I say, the spin-dry cycle. She's tr literally coming in with a tweezer and trying to remove a tiny grain of energy, which is you, out of this huge, bubbling, you know, um, barrel of their shit. She's looking for that tiny, and it's very difficult to get you out because you have been cooked in their poison, you have been cooked in their darkness, in their motivation, in all their tricks, in all their own unprocessed trauma. You know, and I say, it's, it's, it's like, by the time you're done, you are the cake. In other words, all the ingredients have been put in, you know, they're the flour, you're the egg, you know, there's the environment, that's the water, whatever. There's this whole cooking that goes on early on. By the time you wake up to the trauma, you are the cake. Now, you have to dissolve the whole cake and get back to the original egg that you were. I don't know if that makes any sense. And she has to basically re, um, re what's the word? Yeah, rewind you into your original place. But that rewinding of you means you have to go through all the things that happened that, make, that got you here. And she will, for me, she literally, I was in 3D holograms of where I grew up. I had little virtual 3D tours of the places I grew up and the people that were in them. And I've had historical, you know, she showed me where they came from, what their history was, how their history affected me. I mean, I've had a really, you know, again, all the emotions that were completely repressed had to be liberated. The memories that were blacked out were, you know, cleansed and brought forward. And there's this, so this whole landscape, I, I literally, I was living in a tiny kind of closet on 57th Street. Now she's had an opening up the whole landscape of where I was cooked, why it happened, who these people were. And it's not intellectual, it's all emotional. And it's visual and you're in actual polygrams, you're actually reliving the thing as a, as a child. She literally rewinds your whole being and all the energy you picked up and all the threading to all this trauma, how the trauma happened, right? And it's happening energetically. So, um, um, so she's pulling you out of that nucleus She's pulling you out of all those things that grabbed you, that took you, that cooked you. She's taking you out of that washing machine. She's taking you out of that, you know. And there's lots of, you know, feelings of, you know, you're going to, you know, you're, you're no longer connected emotionally. And there are, there are emotions that, you, you know, very difficult, like blame, like guilt, like I don't have a family, blah, blah, blah. There's tons of stuff she's going to pull you through. She's going to separate you out from them if you're willing to be separated. Because in that place is where my trauma was hidden. In that place is where I was abused and used, right? In that place I had protected them, 
I had chosen them over me. I had chosen their darkness to protect the evil, to make them feel good, and accepted the abuse and the refusal and the cancellation and the burial of my being. They had stolen my life force. Right? And I had become a disciple of that darkness by agreeing because I felt bad, because I was tricked, because whatever. It was all, it was a conundrum of many, many things I had no understanding of. And the, the, the ayahuasca pulls up each single thing that does not belong to you, in which you have been tied energetically to them. So here the, the most difficult things about this is the fear and seeing the truth and then dumping your parents or dumping the predator, recognizing the truth, and then dumping your ego because your ego is the armor. So there's a lot of dissolution going on. And it's literally, you know, you've got to get from out of the island. You've got to get off that island. That's what she's doing. She's literally pulling you out of that place. Remember, your whole life you've been built in that place. So it's not an easy leave. But the more you see, the more you see the connections, the more the feelings come up, the more the dissolution happens, the easier it gets to, the load gets less and less. You become more diaphanous, you become lighter, you become, you're arriving to who you are. And I always say, I'm not interested in forgiveness, I'm interested in dissolution. So it's almost like sand, you know, sand just covers up, the past no longer matters, it's no longer energetically activated. They cannot survive unless I'm energetically connecting to them, right? You know, the person three floors down, I don't know who they are because I'm not energetically connected to them. They don't mean anything to me, right? And this is what's happening is the more you energetically uh, are released from these sort of dark connections, the less they exist. That's what's so amazing. It's like what exists is what you put your attention to. And there's a lot of attention if there's fear and there's trauma. But if, there's, if it no longer is energetically vibrant in you, if you're no longer energetically connected to the fear, they no longer exist. They no longer matter. Did they do evil? Yeah, they did. They were horrible. Um, do they matter? Less and less and less and less. I'm not interested in forgiveness. I'm interested in gone. Like they no longer exist inside my energetic field. I can actually leave for good. All right? They no longer exist as, and everything is energy. Oh, one guy is well dead. The other one's, you know, my mother's alive, but it's like, even if they're not here, if you haven't dealt with the trauma, they're energetic, energetically alive in your system. So the thing is to dilute that energetic connection and, and leave energetically, which means you get through all the emotions, the, you know, the memories, the blanking out, the truth, everything about they no longer exist. That for me is total freedom. 
I can say I forgive, but that doesn't matter. They're still alive in you energetically. It doesn't matter what you do. They're still owning you. So I want it complete, it's like a cancer, completely wiped out, cleaned out energetically. And then, you know, you are, it's like you have to be, you're kind of like cleansed of the guilt and the blame, all the stuff that they put on you to keep you and make you, you know, keep you hostage in that, their energetic cauldron. Because parents use their children a lot to fulfill their own unfinished stuff. And that's really where you're stuck. So, the thing again is, you're the fluff of divinity. It like picks you up into its darkness, this energetic ball of hurricane of stuff. You live in there, you get cooked in there, and then you're stuck in there. And that's where all the trauma is, and you have no access to it. The ayahuasca literally blows this thing up, pulls you through it, drags you through every layer of where you've been attached, connected, and cleanses it as it comes, as you come up out, right? It's very powerful, these connections. They're almost, again, like they're gravity. You're literally, it's like a moth around the light. It just can't let go of it because you're stuck there energetically. And the idea is, as slowly but surely, they dissolve and you're pulled out. You're being pulled through all the attachments and connections that you were smothered in, that you were cooked in, that you believed, the stories, everything. And as you understand the whole picture, so the, you know, your bonds begin to break and dissolve. I mean, I still have a very powerful sense of like, I need to save them. That was my clarion call for survival. I've got to make them legitimate. You know, there's something wrong. I need to save them. Why do I need to save them versus save my two-year-old, right? So these are very deep um, beliefs that we build to survive. Oh, it's okay to worry about them, but what about your two-year-old, right? Why would a two-year-old be worried about the survival of a 50-year-old or 30-year-old over itself? Perhaps. That, again, is part of all the trauma and building identities inside that realm to survive, to have an identity inside horror. I can finally say I was trapped in hell. I was trapped in hell. I didn't know I was, but I was in absolute hell. And I was a disciple of the dark. I submitted, I agreed, I signed the contract to live with evil and make evil work. And I was energetically, gravitationally unable to leave because I had so confirmed them, agreed to them. It's only through the complete kind of destruction and this kind of carpet bombing of everything by the ayahuasca for me to be fully released, to me understand where I was, why I was there, who these people were, and how they took my soul. Or my soul took flight because it was so dark. So that's it. You get released by energetically being diluted, by being basically dragged through the mud of all of the truth. I mean, I was physically, I've been physically 
torn apart. I've been mentally, I mean, it's been a, you know, it's like literally being, yeah, debriefed, detoxicated, de whatever, something, de something, energetically. For that, she's going to take you into the past. She's, you're going to relive those moments in the past. You're going to be that little five year old boy, that little two year old child, actually reliving the moment this thing happened. And that's how everything in your system gets rewired. Nothing is really happening in the brain. It's all energy around us, right? The, the brain is just registering everything. It's a huge landscape of your energy that exists that you have no access to. There's everything that has happened is sitting inside your energetic field and you have no access to it. I certainly didn't. She's literally rewiring you. Right, so then that little piece of divinity that caught up, it got caught up in that very dark place. Now she's pulling you out. All of that is being dissolved. It's like sand. It's just covering everything. It's just gone. It's just going. It's dissolving. You can't have energetic attachments because you've seen who they are. You've seen the truth. You can no longer attach to something that you know. She's the ultimate microscope, the ultimate Shea Stadium lighting in the caverns of your psyche that you have no access to and in which you are a prisoner and you don't even know you're a prisoner. And yes, she will send allies. I have thousands of Indians, the Shipibo, in these other dimensions. And you will get allies and you'll see all sorts of things and everybody will come to help. The only thing you need to do is to commit to healing and to really tear down the limitations of your own life, your own beliefs, and agree to be healed by something that is not part of the lexicon of this Western civilization. Right? That's not such a huge leap. And it's certainly a price that I would pay any day, all day, every day to be released from being held captive by the darkness. All right. Bye.